Support comes from the Janice Hawkins Cultural Arts Park on the main campus of Troy University, featuring the International Arts Center, the Fred Nall Hollis Museum, and the Hua Baozhu Gallery. More information at troy.edu slash artspark. From Troy Public Radio, this is the Storyline Book Series on In Focus. Recently, geoscientist and researcher Mike McTee joined us for part one of his interview about the newest threat to golden eagles and America's national symbol, bald eagles. We learned that when hunters use lead bullets to kill game like deer, what they leave behind and scavengers like eagles eat contain lead fragments that are devastating to the health of the bird. So Mike McTee joins us again for his book, Wilted Wings, A Hunter's Fight for Eagles. And he joins us from Missoula, Montana. Mike, welcome back to Troy Public Radio. Thank you, Carolyn. We left off talking about the efforts that you are putting into research, finding out what lead bullets are doing to eagles and other bird species. What is the situation? situation is hunters have traditionally shot lead bullets, and lead bullets can fragment into game meat and into carcasses and the gut piles that scavengers consume. And if we look at eagles specifically, like in Montana, we found that nearly 90% of them in the winter have elevated lead levels. And this is a problem that can occur across North America from the northwest to the southeast. Is this happening both with bald eagles who fish and with golden eagles who hunt? Both species. They're both scavengers. If they have an opportunity to eat meat, they're going to seize it. Are there other species of birds that this is happening to? Absolutely. The keystone species to focus on regarding this issue would be the California condor, which population at one point was only a couple dozen, and now it's up in the hundreds. But lead poisoning has continued to be the number one threat to bringing that species back into the wild successfully. Mike, let's remind the listeners that back in December, there was a national news story out of Montana about two individuals who shot something like 3,800 birds, including eagles, on Montana's Flathead Indian Reservation. What does federal law say about killing raptors like eagles? It's illegal. Killing a raptor, specifically an eagle, is one of the worst wildlife crimes I can think of as far as the penalties because bald and golden eagles are both protected under the Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act as well as the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. So the federal government can really throw the book at people who kill these birds and these birds have so much going against them already it's just hard to see people killing that many to sell their body parts. You mentioned in the book DDT and its effect on raptors like eagles and how devastating that was. And for the eagles to make a comeback after the DDT crisis, now they're facing this lead bullet crisis. So what has your research shown you about the lead bullets and the effect? We touched on this last time. Right, so the issue of lead poisoning in eagles is very pervasive. We basically see it when we look for it. 
with people and lead, we're not worried as much as people dropping dead from lead exposure. It's more about the sublethal effects like reduced intelligence. But eagles are getting enough lead in their systems to straight up die, but they also have the sublethal effects, and that could be reduced flight height. They might not fly as much. They might not hunt as much. Their talons might clench. So there are all these physiological problems that can be associated with lead exposure that we're really concerned about. As far as efforts to make sure that the eagle population thrives, what's going on organization-wise? Yeah, there are multiple organizations that are promoting lead-free ammunition, such as copper bullets. One that I'll bring up is the North American Non-Lead Partnership. In this group, they give lots of lead-free workshops and presentations to hunting-related groups, to state agencies. What they're trying to do is just give people the information about lead poisoning and how copper bullets can be an alternative and why litigation and legislation they found is probably not the best avenue forward. They think that it really takes a voluntary approach and it takes buy-in from hunters to really see the issue at hand. Another group is Sporting Lead Free, based out of Wyoming, although they're starting to spread a little bit more. Well, I went to this website for the North American Non-Lead Partnership and discovered that a number of state wildlife agencies, conservation agencies, are signing on to this effort to educate hunters about using alternatives to lead bullets. Absolutely, and it's always exciting for me when I look at hunting regulations and I see a little disclaimer about the use of lead or the promotion of lead-free bullets. To me, that just shows that state biologists and the agencies, they see this problem and they're on board with just spreading the news about what a lot of hunters still don't know about. There's a paragraph that really touches you emotionally in your book, Wilted Wings. Can you share that paragraph on page 110? Yeah. Eagles possess a tangible value that's only overshadowed by their symbolic worth to the human imagination. It's why eagles appear on banknotes, at least eight national flags, company emblems, and clothing logos. It's why eagles symbolize the soul in Egyptian hieroglyphics. It's why Native Americans carve eagles on totem poles, blow whistles made from eagle bone, and wear eagle feathers during ceremonies. Today, dead eagles in the U.S. are shipped to the National Eagle Repository in Colorado to be parted out and distributed to Native Americans. An eagle mascot even promotes gun safety for the National Rifle Association. Mike, the 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City, during the ceremony, War Eagle 6 flew over the stadium. And we're talking about Auburn University's War Eagle 6. I'll never forget that moment. What did that symbolize to you? It's the symbol of America. Eagles are scrappy. They thrive. They'll get it done. That's what I think of when I see a bald eagle flying through the sky. That and where's it's been. I'm always wondering where an eagle has been. And it's a moment that you never forget. You never forget it, especially when you see them up close. I have a friend who says everybody has an eagle story. The takeaway that you want to leave your listeners with here on the Storyline book series would be what? I would say that if you're a hunter, give copper ammo a shot. And if you're not a hunter, if you know a hunter, just have this conversation. Say, I heard this podcast or I heard something on the radio about lead poisoning and eagles. Have you heard about it? So just start that conversation. So finally, how does the cost of a copper bullet compare to a lead bullet? 
They're pretty much in the mix with lead bullets. Generally, the most inexpensive lead bullet will be cheaper than copper. But once you start getting into the mid-range to more expensive lead bullets, copper bullets are going to fall right into that range. And when hunters are thinking about the cost of a rifle and their scope and the clothing and the cost of tags and gas, I feel like the cost, like if it's an extra $10 for copper ammunition, it hopefully won't be that big of a deal. Bottom line, Mike, I think what you're telling us is that this lead can get into animals as well as humans, the whole food chain. Absolutely. It's, it's something to think about when I'm out hunting and I find an animal and I take it up on the mountain, that meat is as organic as possible. But if I've shot it with a lead bullet, it, in my mind, it's slightly polluted. And if I use a copper bullet, it's something I don't have to worry about. Is there anything else you want your listeners to know? I, I would just really encourage looking at your sporting goods store, seeing if you can find copper ammo. And if you can't, just talk to the owner and see if they can get it in. Well, Mike, thank you for joining us from the MPG Ranch in western Montana today. Thank you so much. That was Mike McTee, author of the book Wilted Wings, A Hunter's Fight for Eagles. Joining us for part two of his interview about bald and golden eagles. Lake Gunnersville State Park is hosting Eagle Awareness Weekends January 19th through February 4th with details at the website, allopark.com. Thanks for joining us today for the Storyline book series from In Focus, which is a podcast on NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.